TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the king of genetics. He is the guru himself. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Hi, <laughs> Pete. I am so well. I'm incredibly well. I definitely wouldn't call myself the king of genetics. I've got to tell you that. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I know. I know the king of genetics and Bruce Lipton, and I know the queen of genetics. That's Margie Smith. And so I, you know, for me, the prince. No, not even the prince. I might be. I might be the interpreter. I'm going to turn it into layman. So I want to make sure everyone understands how much control they can have. Very good, Damo. This episode proudly brought to you by our upcoming 100 Not Out Greek Island Longevity Retreat, seven nights and eight days in June, with Damo and myself, learning and experiencing for real from the centenarians of Ikaria just how to live. A life of quantity and quality. <laughs> For more information, go to 100notout. That's 100notout.com. Damo. Hey. We have never done a podcast on genetics. We haven't. We haven't. And there's so much happening at the couch. And with 100 Not Out, we're actually going to do a webinar uh, on the genes trap coming up uh, shortly. More details on that throughout the podcast. But Damo. Yes. Um, Maybe we get Bruce Lipton on one day too. Yeah, well, well, I thought, yeah, let's have a chat amongst ourselves and let's interview the Prince of Genetics or the Interpreter of Genetics uh, and the great Damien Christoph. And then in a future podcast, we can delve that extra bit deeper and get the king on and uh, and talk all about it. But Damo, I did a talk last night. I know. Congratulations. uh, There was good people there, 50 people. That was excellent. Well done. Yes, good turnout, great people. A room full of women. I was the only man. Oh, no, the owner of the the facility was there. Well, that sounds incredible. Yes, uh, I love being in a room full of women. It's just great because they just love health. It's so much easier. You get so much more feedback. Yes, and so much more. They engage, um, don't they? They engage. Yeah, they really engage. So it was wonderful. Yeah. But the genes thing came up as it often does, and uh, people are scared about their genes. They've got family histories, and they're concerned, and they think that the rest of their life might not be the best of their life because it wasn't for their parents or their grandparents, and so. I thought, let's do a podcast just on genes. And as you know, I'm a journo by trade. I've got a very interrogative mind and I want to know, let's dumb this down for people like myself that really need to know, Damo. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the very beginning. What exactly is a gene? Great question. It, it's, it, and a lot of people feel like it's they so know. Important, if it's so important, surely we must know what exactly it is. Everyone needs to know what a gene is. And we get a whole lot of uh, genetic information from our parents at the time of conception, right? Now, let's just start by saying that 95 to 97% of the population have a complete full gene set that doesn't have any extras and no significant deletions that will cause you know, death or um, significant disability, for example, um, um, cystic fibrosis or um, um, what's the other one? Uh, muscular, is it muscular dystrophy? <laughs> well, muscular dystrophy is one of them, but also Down syndrome, that was what I was thinking of. So, you know, they're the significant ones where, you know, if you've got that gene deficiency or defect, then that's a big problem. Most of everybody has perfect genes, so everyone's perfect, which I think is a really nice thing to think about, that 
wherever we are right now at this point in time in our life, in our health, we're spot on. We're, we're great. Mm. And we are now the combination of our lifestyle factors and the genes that we were given. And we'll talk more about that because many people think that it was just the genes that were given that determine where we are, um, not our lifestyle factors. So getting back to your question, what is a gene? A gene is a set of information by which the body can be governed by in terms of as, as like an instruction manual, provided the certain environment exists. So let's just go back a step. If there's a particular environment, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book, basically. <laughs> it, it really is. So like I turn to page 34 and it says to me, if you would like to go through the green door, choose this you know, page. If you'd yeah. like to go through the red door, go to this page. And if you'd like to go through the golden door with glowing lights, go through this door. Right? And so that's essentially what genes are. There's a set of coded information that's kept inside every single one of our cells that given the right environments, so that's the right chemicals, it's the right, um, well, essentially it's all going to be chemicals and messages you know, at a cellular level. Or if we're talking energetic, so that's where we'll be talking about um, Bruce Lipton's information, the energetic principle that, that would trigger genetic um, expression. Given the right environment, that gene will turn on. Now, whether that gene is a good gene or a bad gene is determined by the environment uh, that turns it on. So the idea of understanding what our information is inside our body um, allows us to alter our environment to improve our expression or to, um, you know, alter negatively our expression. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So so the gene is something which which is... Um is expressing our life, and this is at the most minuscule level, yes. by ingredients, like you said, at the cellular level, chemically, but but generally by our lifestyle, determines whether we go through the red door, the green door, or the other door. Well, essentially, we choose which door we want to go through by making decisions. So, and, and often which we is go... a proactive. So it's a proactive. So at the very so when you say by making decisions, that's proactive. So it's not something that is or reactive. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, but and a so choice, it's, it's our yeah. decisions that determine our, our lifestyle, which will then determine how we play it out. What the problem is, is that we don't know which page we're flicking to because we don't know what genes we've got, right? So this is this is the conundrum, is that we've, we've been given a whole bunch of genes. Uh, can you put a parents. number on it? Oh, can I put a number on it? Is it around about, you, you read reports about the Genome Project, is it around about 20,000? Yeah, about that, Twenty, I think 22 or 20, yeah, 20 something. So and what's the reason why that's relatively insignificant is because the Human Genome Project set out to determine, um, to find every single gene that caused a disease because there was this thought that uh, there'll be a gene for every disease and so if they worked out that this gene caused that disease, they'd take that gene out and then you'd still be able to function. They just thought that it was a set of programs. Like they thought that you'd have a floppy disk. So you could rip out the page of the Choose Your Individual book. That's right. Well, they thought you had a floppy disk of information um, for every disease, and you don't. Um, and so it's the combination um, of genes that are there or a combination of genes that are absent that then determines um, the way in which your body um, will express its health and well-being. This is cool. It's cool, okay. though. All right. So then... Um... If that's the case, and you're talking about you know proactive and reactive decisions, my question is, why then do the mass media present genes as the controllers of health? Because I, that doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, well, I mean, there's we could we could go down a really big deep rabbit, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole here, uh, and maybe 
you know, throw out a few things. But And I don't want to sound at all like a conspiracy theorist, so we won't go down the contentious route. But let's just say that um, if, if the money is going in the direction of cure as opposed to prevention, um, if they're looking to fix stuff as opposed to prevent stuff, then it's easy to blame something so that it can be fixed. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? That does so, make sense. Yeah. As opposed to saying... People like fixing things. We like fixing things. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes, you know, it seems that it's easier to fix something to actually go and prevent some things because you've actually got to make a better choice. So instead of choosing a sandwich, you might choose a salad. Um, or instead of choosing a burger, you might choose a sandwich, right? It's, it's difficult to make those decisions all the time that are going to be proactive and preventative for your health. So people will then rely on some kind of intervention to correct a problem that's that's occurred and so it's easier to blame something that's external to yourself which in fact is internal because you've got to own it um for the for the problem as opposed to accepting responsibility for yourself right so people go oh it's the genes that did it which kind of then confers that the blame goes back to your parents as opposed to saying oh it's my lifestyle that's done this um i should have changed my lifestyle does that make sense i don't want to people don't it's easier for the media and for uh, pharmaceutical companies to be able to say, don't worry about it, it's not your fault, it's, it's your, your parents' fault, it's your yeah. genes, it's from your genealogy, you've got no say over that. Um, so it, 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 it was fate, you were going to get it anyway, we just need to you know, help you manage it. And that's kind of that approach, as opposed to going, okay, these are the genes you've got, we know that you're going to have to put your red shirt on with your um, your blue 501s and we're going to wear some black shoes because we're living in the 80s and so we're you know this is the way in which we're going to do it in order to be able to be led into the nightclub you know that's kind of that conversation so in deciding what genes you want to play out you can then eventually work out and essentially work out how you're living your life and you've got more control over it and that's what we call epigenetics before we go into epigenetics then can i ask you uh and this is a really question without notice so just tell me where to go if it's not appropriate, but when Angelina Jolie had her double mastectomy and it was all about, uh, it was all around the gene. Yep. Um, where does that stand? Because that really divided a lot of people. Um, that, from what I learned uh, and from what I observed, was much more about yes, you have the gene um, that uh, was responsible for your mother dying of breast cancer. Yeah. Um, so let's get in there early before the same thing happens to you. Is that an accurate observation of what was reported in, in Angelina's case? And if, and if it was, um, you know, where do we go with that paradigm? Because that, that, that paradigm, particularly at, a, at the celebrity level, has a massive impact on what a lot of other people do. Yeah, doesn't it? Look, there's so many things there that are, that are raised in that. There's ethical considerations, there's humanitarian considerations, there's a whole lot of things. But I think you know, there's there's potentially millions of women throughout the whole of the world that carry the BRCA gene, and that was the gene that they were talking about with respect to Angelina Jolie. And, and What's got, BRCA? Is that the is that B B R C H? Yeah, there's there's a couple of BRCA genes that are responsible for um, breast cancer and cervical cancer. And uh, and it's it's thought that if you remove the tissues that are that are sensitive or you know that that are alerted by the BRCA genes, um, then you won't have the problems. You you know you won't get those cancers. So the the problem is with the removal of that. And look, it's such it's a very personal decision, and I think it's a decision um, by women, in particular with Angelina having to make a decision to remove her breasts. 
um, prophylactically. Uh, and in the, in the fear that she might have what her grandmother had and her mother had, um, it's you know it's very fatalistic, and so it it is under the assumption that you have no control over your health. Now we need to remember that there's some you know th- this gene actually creates a, a faulty tissue um, in in the breast tissue or in the cervical uh, tissue that um, you know most certainly will result in a tumor given the right environment. And it, it's, again, very easy to be able to remove that tissue and then say, okay, well, it shouldn't happen again. But the reason why I'm, I'm treading cautiously in answering this question is because it's, again, because there's still so much um, ambiguity around genetic material and, genetic, and, and genes and how they respond, and there's still so much research going into it. Um, I, I, don't want to be, I don't want to be so certain as to say that, you know, maybe she shouldn't have taken her breasts off because... She could have changed her lifestyle. Yeah. Maybe she couldn't have, and and maybe you know everything had already been triggered. Maybe she'd had that gene switched on already, and there was you know some cellular changes. And maybe we'll never ever know that, right? Because it's going to be to do with with Angelina's own personal life and her, her medical history. So, but I was listening to a, an ABC um, uh, show the other day. Uh, in fact, this ABC uh, podcast show is is you know often competing for number one position with the wellness guys. And uh, and I was listening to it, and they were discussing this exact same thing. But they had a they had a um, a geneticist on, and he was very cautious to say uh, as well that there is an epigenetic control over the gene expression, and that they don't want women who have the BRCA gene to race out and have their breasts removed. And, yep. and this is what he was saying. He said we don't want that to happen. In fact, with Angelina coming out and and saying I've got my breasts removed. Um, and I've got the genes, so many women then made that decision that they were going to have their breasts removed. And so they interviewed a, um, a girl who was, uh, she was studying a PhD, she's only 30-something, and she had the BRCA genes, she had a breast tumour, and she decided that she would remove both of her breasts um, prophylactically. One had to come off because of the, uh, because of the, 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 the cancer that had happened, and she was only 30-something. So she removed one, she said, take the other one as well, um, let's just you know clean it all up, and we'll do the the breast augmentation surgery, the whole lot. Five years later, she had breast cancer again, even though Ooh. she didn't have the breast tissue, like it was gone, Ooh. right? So that raised a whole lot of other questions because she thought that she was home and host and clear. She had the radiotherapy, the chemotherapy, the whole lot, um, breast removed, and then she still got cancer. Well, that's the perception, though, isn't it? That's why I say that's the perception that the mass media is driving. That yeah. get you get them removed, job done, no worries, and go and do what you like. And that's, and again, some say, well, well, that's not the media's fault. They're just presenting what people want to hear, and and it, it's a bit of both. But that's really the challenge that people have is, well, what do you do? Like, do you listen to the media and go, okay, I'll get them removed, but then still go and and yeah, not not improve your lifestyle. Well, they alluded then. Um... You know, they, they alluded then to the, the link to, pros, uh, not prostate, testicular cancer for guys. You know, so there's the prophylactic removal of testes if there's testicular cancer in the family. They're, they're considering that sort of approach. And, you know, it's, uh, it goes down that very, the, the prophylactic or preventative response by uh, mainstream medicine is generally pretty extreme. You know, it's, it's the removal of or the intervention with um, a, a drug or an introduced substance into the body that's quite significant. Um, and whether it is or it isn't, you know, effective, 
can be very different for every single person, right? So, and there's other ways. And I suppose the, the reason why we're doing this is to give people the understanding there's other ways in which you can um, signal and trigger the genes to behave appropriately. And, and, and I think that's where we should, you know, potentially take this, this particular call as opposed to, you know, having people raise questions around whether or not they should or they shouldn't. Let's just have people understand that um, they've got a set of genes and they can control the vast majority of them with their lifestyle. Damo, I have a feeling we're going to run out of time for epigenetics and we should leave it to the webinar. Yeah, well, yeah, why don't we? That's um, a great idea. I have just, I have just come up with, uh, I have just extended the name of uh, the webinar, not from the genes trap, but <laughs> to the three genes booby traps. Ah, right. good. Yeah, right. Not eh? because of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were going with that. Um, All right. No, that would have been an even more intelligent play on words. That's but, a pun. Um, genetics, genetics and epigenetics being one of the booby traps. Yes. Uh, gluten, which we haven't had time to get to. No. Being but another one. But a great um, one. And we'll leave the third for the actual webinar. But uh, to to learn more about this, folks, because, again, we've really just scratched the surface um, on genes here, but there's so much to so much to learn, and not because we have to, to know all of the stuff. I mean, you, you listen to Damo, and he knows so much, but it's more to be empowered, again, to know that, and this sounds so corny, but it's really true to know that the rest of your life really can be the best of your life, that we don't have to live in fear of our genes, especially, as Damo said at the beginning, 97% of us don't have to live in fear of our genes. There's 3% of us which you don't have, as Damo said, the, the complete makeup. Um, but the more we learn on this, the more empowered we are about it. And so when we're watching the TV or we're reading the paper and we're seeing doom and gloom stories about genes, we don't have to buy into the stereotype. So if you'd like to join us on our upcoming webinar, the Three Genes Booby Traps, just log on to our Facebook page and that is at facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. That is all words, 100 not out, no numbers in there. Facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. You'll see a link um, in one of the posts there to come and join us on the webinar. The webinar will be held next Tuesday, the 25th of February at 8 o'clock p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So that's 8 o'clock is it? Tuesday, the 25th. I didn't know we decided on that, but that's great. All right. You've confirmed it on oh, have your I? calendar. Yeah, or Alicia has for you. Maybe Alicia's done that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, excellent. I hope that's okay with you. I'll be running solo when uh, I need an expert with me. Okay, well, you know what we might do? I'll try and get Margaret to come on the call as well. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, yes, that would be awesome. But I would be thinking with you and Margie on, we would possibly need two webinars. Well, so... why don't we start with one webinar? We'll get Margie on and we'll get me. And maybe yep. we could get Diane on as well because, you know, as a... As a, as a, a panel. Yeah, we might have a panel and we could have a whole bunch of questions. So, Yes, well, that's the thing. This beauty of the webinar is people can log their questions throughout the webinar. Yep. We can ask them on behalf of people. You know, It'll be a live webinar, so people in the webinar can log their questions, Perfect. whether it's family history, whether it's genetic disease, whether it's just wanting to learn about, as Damo was calling it, the BRCA genes, if you're concerned about your breasts, if it's any other thing that you're concerned about, then um, actually that's a really good idea, Damo. Three really um, highly intelligent well-trained people on the subject of genetics answering your questions and going through the three genes booby traps. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so that's Tuesday the 25th of Feb. Mark it in the calendar, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Register by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. Love it. Great Come work. We're out of time. Yeah, it's getting that we... point. Well, I know, it, it happens quickly. I, just, I think I want people to go away from this just knowing 
that you, you do actually have control over your genes. That is called epigenetics, and we will talk about it in so much detail and bring all your questions. If you know your genetic information and you don't really understand it, you'll be able to ask those sorts of questions with Margie on the call. Um, and I might know some of the information, and Dianne will definitely know some of the information. So we'll have some absolute geniuses uh, to be on this call, and, and we'll... Uh, It'll be outstanding. So, pending, pending their availability since we've just pulled them oh, into the car. <laughs> true. I know. Look, I'm sure we'll be able to get it. To, I'm sure we'll make it work. I'm sure we'll make it work. Yeah, so that's great. Damo, thank you so much. I know with these episodes, which I love, but I know I put you on the spot um, with a lot of those questions. So thanks for just uh, being so open and honest and explaining it all, uh, not just for myself, but for all of our listeners as well. My pleasure, MP. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Have a great no day. No worries. Remember, folks, this episode proudly brought to you by our upcoming Greek Island Longevity Retreat, seven nights and eight days in June, learning the secrets of longevity from the Icarian centenarians themselves. Go to 100notout.com for all the information. Remember, also, if we'd always love to hear your feedback. There's a few big ways to, to leave it. That is, first of all, if you're listening uh, on iTunes or on your iPhone, uh, the best way is to leave us a rating, ideally a five-star rating, but it would be great just to leave it there. It's great to read them. It's great for other people around the world to see what other people are thinking. So if you're happy to leave a five-star rating or a four or a three, if that's what you think, but if you can leave a rating, that would be super. Um, otherwise, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out and... Um, Leave a couple of your comments and also engage with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. Um, until next week, folks, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.